0: Romans 13 and 11, it says, And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake, out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is fair spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the work of darkness, and let us put on... The armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and in drunkenness, not in chambering and in wantonness, not in strife and envy. But put on ye the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Brother Bobby, will you pray over the reading of the word this morning? Amen, and you may be seated. When I was looking up these scriptures on time and on life and on this, that, and the other, the one that kept coming to my mind was life is but a vapor. But when I read this, Brother Darrell, it was like the Lord was sending a charge to me. It was like he was literally speaking to me as I read this right off the pages. And he said, you know the time, and it's high time. It's time to wake up. It's time for the church today to wake up. For our salvation is nearer now than when we believed. We've been believing this for a long time. But I'm here to tell you, if you haven't looked at the news, it's time to wake up because our salvation is near. It's coming a time. It's time it says that it says it's time for us to walk honestly as is the day, not riding, not drunkenness. I'm here to tell you, church, there's a lot of people. That believe and they come. We come on Sunday, but you know what? Come Monday, we're 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 back. We're back giving to the lust of the flesh. We're for, it says, "But put on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make no provisions for the flesh." But what? How how many times are we we come and we get our little fix on Sunday? We dance our little jig and we go right back Monday, pleasing the flesh. Thank God for good preaching on Sunday, but. On Monday, I want to watch whatever's on this channel. On Tuesday, I want to watch it. I don't want to hear no preaching again till maybe Wednesday night, maybe not. I just want to come and get my little fix on Sunday, and then I want to go back home to please my flesh. God says it's time to wake up from your sleep. Church, it's time to wake up. Do you not know what time it is? It's high time it's time for us to wake up i i i i i was thinking about this It said that our salvation is near, and I was thinking about how many of us I wonder which side of the of the coin we're on when it comes to uh matthew chapter twenty five and five it says, but while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept, and at the midnight cry was Heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. We all know this story. There's ten virgins. They're waiting on the bridegroom to come. They all have their lamps. They all have their oil. They all have this. And When the bridegroom came... Five of them didn't have any oil. They ran out. They didn't. They didn't they blew their oil. They, done, they They were out going to buy more, and guess what? They missed it. I'm here to tell you, church, you come in and you get a little oil on Sunday. It might get you through Monday. Might. But I'm here to tell you, it's, you're going to be into a rude awakening if God comes back on a Tuesday. Church, it's time we stop being foolish. It's time we wake up. It's time we get out of this darkness and we put on that armor of light. Brother Darrell, I don't think it was coincidence he wanted to sing light of the world. We ought to be that light of the world. That light that he was ought to be us. God has called us to be the hands and to be his feet, to be the light. And it's it's up to us. If anybody's going to shine, it's going to be the Church of the Living God, but so many but the Church of the Living God I feel right now is asleep. We're sleeping. We're sleeping. and if we're not careful, we'll miss His return. First Peter, verse four, or First Peter chapter four, starting at verse 12. This is what's going on in the world, if you haven't noticed. It says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceedingly joy. If ye be reapproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God resist upon you, resteth upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. They're gonna bash him. They're bashing him now. They're evil speaking against him, but we glorify him. But let none of you suffer as murdered, murdered. Or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other man's matters, guys. We need to let go of some things. You hear me? If something, something bad is gonna happen to you, let it let it be that you're carrying on Christ's name. Don't get wrapped up in the world, what the world's doing. Don't get wrapped up in, in being a thief or an evildoer or a busybody. That, that's men's matters. That's not what that's not what. And, and so many of us we're so busy we're asleep worrying about this stuff carnality it says yet if any man suffers as a christian let him not be ashamed but let him glorify god on this behalf how I many i'm i'm here to, i'm here to tell you church you can we talk about the tribulation brother pitts's favorite topic is the tribu- is, is is revelation okay brother sammy loves revelation we all know that right they will preach it until they're both blue in the face or Brother Samuel Red in the face. I don't, it doesn't matter if you're pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, or as Brother Shoulders would say, it'll all pan out. He's pan-trib. It's all going to pan out. But if you think that you're not going to get persecuted or that persecution's not going to come well, the Lord's not going to let us get you should read the Bible. You should re- S- Stephen did not avoid it. Paul and, and Peter and all of them, they, they, they didn't avoid it. They're attacked. There's people today that's being persecuted for Christ's name's sake. The next scripture, it says, For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And it, if it first begins at us, what shall the end of them that obey not the gospel of God That judgment that it's talking about here, it's not God's judgment. If you read these scriptures that it's talking about here, it's talking about the world judging those that have on Christ's name. Now, it goes on to say if the righteous scarcely be saved, where does that leave the unjust and the ungodly? But I'm here to tell you, before that judgment happens, before the unrighteous and the ungodly It says that judgment must first begin at the house of God. Persecution is coming, church. Open up your eyes. Stop sleeping. You're you're living a dream if you think, I can come to church on Sunday and be happy-go-lucky all through the week. I'm here to tell you if you're not being persecuted on your job and different things, maybe you're not letting your light shine. Maybe you're asleep and it's time to wake up time for the judgment. Judgment begins at the house of God. There's going to be things that come. Farewell, they're Christians. They've got to make up their mind. Are they going to serve Jesus Christ or not? We say this salvation is free, but it, it does cost. People will shun you. They will turn your back on you. I, I, I don't know how many times there have been, there have been people that have just straight up will bash you. Because of what you believe i I, I got a brother in j- that, that goes with us to the jail, and this blew me away that this happened to him. He told me that um, someone had challenged him on uh what, what he thought about marriage and, and, and different things, and he says, "Oh I believe marriage is between uh, a ma- uh, or maybe they were talking about we're all adults here they were talking about sexual relationships and stuff. And he says, "Well, I believe it's between a man and a woman." who's under the covenant of marriage, I, anything outside of that, one man, one woman under the covenant of marriage, anything outside of that, he says, I believe it's all sin. There was a man at his work, old man, he said, man, he, he, he's a, he told us, he said, guys, he's a sex addict. He's got like a 100 women every day or something. He said, and I offended him. He said, from that day forward, he calls me a Muslim. He said, oh, you're just a Muslim. He said, Why do you call me a Muslim? He said, Because it's impossible that you can believe something that crazy and not be a Muslim. I'm here to tell you, church, people who really stand for what this says, you're gonna be judged, you're gonna be persecuted, you're gonna be there's a lot of Christians who say they're Christians, but they ain't got a clue what's in this book. You know what? They're sleeping. They're sleeping. They're feeding their flesh and not that spiritual man. And it's time that we wake up, church. It's time that we put on Christ and we let our light shine. It's time that we get out in this world and we reach souls. It's time to wake up. We're too busy sleeping. We see bad things on the news and different things. We just turn it off. Do you get those pictures by chance? Show us some pictures. Look at here. There's a CNN headline right there. ISIS executes dozen of Christians right there. Well, I believe that the Lord's not going to let any bad thing happen to us. Guys, I, I, I can't explain why God lets this happen. All I know is that that right there ought to be a wake-up call for you. That's God's alarm clock going off right now. Wake up, church. Wake up, church. How many of us come in and we just hit snooze when we see stuff like that? We say, oh, I don't want to see that. Change the channel. I don't want no negative stuff. I want a, I want a baby Jesus religion. Baby Jesus is cute. Many of us we don't even want to think about. You know, it's, it's we don't want to think about a Jesus dying and suffering on a cross. That's the reason Chris, Christmas is way more popular than Easter. Because baby Jesus is way more cuter than crucified Jesus. We're living in a dream. It's time to wake up. Y'all with me? Y'all asleep? Or y'all awake? It's time to wake up. 1 Corinthians 7 and 29. But this I say, brethren, the time is short. It remaineth that both they that have wives be as though they had none. And they that weep, as though they weep not. And they that rejoice, as though they rejoice not. And they that buy, as though they possess not. What are you saying? What are you saying, Brother Joseph? What's this? What's this scripture telling us? They that have wives, it's time. It's time. It's time is short. And it's time for those that have wives, act like they don't. Those that weep, stop. Those that rejoice, stop. Those that buy, act like you don't. Jesus is saying that it's time that our families cannot come first. He's saying it's times that our worries can't come first. It's times that our pleasures and our possessions, they can't come first. It's time that we get Jesus Christ first. You see, when you have all these different things going on, when you have family, start playing that for me. When you when, when you get wrapped up and you have family and, and you got ball and you got school and then you got all this money going on and you have all these different things going on. This right here is Church, turn your fan off and wake up. If I want, when I want to sleep good on Friday, on, or sleeping on Saturday morning, I turn my fan on high. But I'm here to tell you, Sunday through Thursday, if I turn that fan on high, it doesn't matter how hard that alarm, clo- or how loud that alarm clock is, I can't hear it. I sleep on low on Sunday through Thursday, and on Friday we sleep on high. There's some of us, we have, our, we have all these spiritual things. They're, 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 they're causing us not to be able to hear God crying out. God saying, "Church, wake up, wake up, don't you see what's going on? don't you It's not coincidence. Time is near, church. Time is near. It's time to wake up. This playing church is playing playing. It's, it, it's over It's done with you've played long enough. The game is now. The time is now. I use this analogy all the time. Basketball players. When I was in high school, every basketball player walked around school all day long with ankle weights. But I guarantee you, when it comes game time, those ankle weights was off. We're walking around this world right now. We've got ankle weights on us. We got burdens. We got unforgiveness. We've got we've got drugs. We've got Uh, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. We got jealousy. We have all this going on. It's all on us. We're walking around weighted down. You can't win a soul because you ain't saved. Or if you're saved, you're barely saved. My sister-in-law last Sunday preached a message, and honestly, she just really did some confessing. And it blew me away how honest she was. And to see how God just began to just crumble her right there on that stage. She's in college. She's sophomore or junior or something. I don't know. She's 20 years old. And she talked about how when she met Tim Downs, and everybody. a lot of y'all have mentioned Tim Downs before. This guy, he, bapti- he, he pastors a church in Atlanta. Uh, it's just him and his family. And in three years, they went from having zero people to they run about 300 a service. He baptizes 50 people a week. Easily. Now what he does all week, he literally walks around, knocks on doors, and asks people, says, hey, you want to go to heaven or hell? He begins to tell them the plan of salvation. And for some reason, everybody always wants to go to heaven. Everybody wants to go to heaven. Anybody want to go to heaven here tonight, here today? Everybody wants to go to heaven. He begins to minister to them right there on the street. And this is how he filled his church, just him Two sons and a wife in Atlanta. No other help. Filled a whole church. 300 people. Looking for another building, actually, because they've outgrown it in, I think, three or four years. My sister-in-law met Tim Downs at a conference a couple of weeks ago. She was, oh, we really appreciate you. We, You know, we, uh, we've used some of your resources. We use a lot of your same techniques. We do different things that you do, and, and we really appreciate you. You've inspired me to be a soul winner. And uh, he said, Well, that's awesome. I want to hear some of your stories of some of the souls you've won, and this, that, and the other. And, and she said, There were so many other people, and you know, things got distracting, this, that, and the other. And she didn't get to finish talking to him. She said, But it hit her. She said, About 30 minutes later, she said, Man, I met Tim Downs. And she said, And he wanted to hear my stories. And she said, And I began to think about my stories. And she said, the last time I baptized anybody was two years ago. How how, w- how embarrassing would it be to tell a man that baptizes 50 people a week, well, I baptized somebody two years ago. The last soul I won was two years ago. Well, you know what? Six months ago, I got a, I got a text message from a guy that, that said he really wanted to know more about the Bible. He wanted a Bible study. This is the very first soul she ever won. He said he really wanted to more, know more about the Lord. He wanted a Bible study. He needed this. He needed that. He, he was really trying, and, and she said, I, t- I told him, I said, well, you know, I'm in college right now. I've got all these classes. I'm so busy. I, I, I just can't really do it right now. He ain't been in church since. And she talked about, she said, when I was 16 years old, she said, I took, a, I took a book, and I wrote a list of every one of my classmates in it. And she said, the summer, she said, because there was a preacher at camp that preached to me, and she said, I spent two hours laying on the altar asking God to make me a soul winner. He put burdens on me, and he began to put a burden on her, on her schoolmates and on her classmates. She wrote in a spiral notebook every name of every person in her class. And she said for the summer that she was 16, that every day she'd go out on that back porch at her house, and she'd pray an hour and a half over each and every one of those names. She said, I'm 20 years old now, and she said, I don't pray over those names anymore. She said, I'm too busy worrying about doing my homework or doing this or doing that. Or, And, and, and she said uh, that the Lord, she began, the Lord began to deal with her. She said that when I realized that I haven't won any souls, I haven't done anything to help the kingdom of God, that I've been too busy with this world and with this life outside, you know, with, with that, that, that has nothing to do with church. She said, I began to pray, God, give me that burden again. God, I need that burden again. God, wake me up. It was what she was saying. She may not have knew that's what she was saying. But that's what she was wanting. She was wanting to be woke up. She was asleep. She said she began to look in her room, and she found that book from four years ago that she wrote. And she said, I even found the page that had all the names. It was dog-eared. It had a little fold in it. She said when she began to look over those names, she, she just crumbled. And she said that burden began to come back on her, and she began to call out those names in prayer. Church, I'm here to tell you, I don't know what's had you distracted, but the church has been distracted for way too long. It's sad that we have to see stuff like what Brother Travis just put up on the screen for us to be woken up. It's time to put on his name. It's time to put on his garments. I'm going to close with one more scripture. Says in First Thessalonians five and two. It says, for you yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. We know that, right? For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But hear this. But ye brethren are not in darkness, that that day shouldn't overtake you as a thief. We ought to know. We ought to see the signs. The alarm is going off right now. God is waking us up right now. says, you are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep in the night and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on that breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Brother Darrell, if you would please come, play a little something. Church, the alarms are going off. But are you hearing them? Are you seeing them? What are you going to do? What would you do if it was you that was trying to to serve God in another country. I, I I saw this map. I think I even got a, I took a picture of it. I didn't give it to Brother Travis. But I got it right here. It's it's so interesting, this this map. We're, you can't see it, but this, all those colors, it's all, it's a world map. All those colors are, are where persecution is. The red is extreme persecution. The orange is severe persecution. All the different persecutions for Christians. America's just plain white. We haven't seen the beginning of it, but I wonder. And, and, and we're living this. We're serving God with just a nonchalant. It's easy to serve God here. But when things get rough, when things get tight, when people start asking you, oh, you, you know, right, right, right now, I, I, and and I'm not promoting this or anything, but right now there's there's a Gun shop. I saw this advertisement. I like guns, so I I keep up with stuff like that. There's a gun shop that's advertising that if you're a Muslim, they won't sell to you. Okay? But I wonder when Kroger starts saying, you know what? If you're a Christian, we're not going to sell to you. How many of us is going to be like, "Eh, you know what? Jesus is just alright. I never really cared that much for him. You know? If you have. When people start saying, "Oh, you're 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 a Christian, so you're, you're a Christian," so we're not going to let you do this. We're not going to let you do that. When that stuff starts happening, how many is really going to stand up for it? There's people getting killed, North Korea and Somalia and Iraq right now for proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ. Mama. We've got our spiritual fan on because we don't want to hear about it. We just want to block it out. I don't want to hear what's going on outside my house. That's good. First night we slept in our new house. We hadn't moved everything over yet. I, I forgot the fan. I didn't sleep. Hmm. I was spooked out my mind. Some of us need to get spooked. Okay. Some of us need to realize, hey, this thing's real. Come on, and you know what? I've been playing long enough. Mm. I've been playing church long enough. Mm. <clears throat> Some of us, well, God's a forgiving God. I, I can just do whatever on Saturday, come to church on Sunday. I'll be okay. Go back to doing what I want to on Monday. Be careful. Foolish bride. Mama. Mama. That's good, be careful. Be careful foolish bride. Guilty. Guilty. It's time for you to wake up. The alarm clock is going off. These altars are open. Musicians, please.